Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1230 Port Edmonton and New York Islanders. The Edmonton Oilers. Second meeting in a span of five days between these two teams. Second of a back to back for the New York Islanders. Jack Michaels putting out via Twitter last night. The Islanders, 9 and 0. Outscoring opposition teams 33-9 to in back-to-back games. That's unbelievable. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that orders now sent you. All righty. Uh, quick text here from the Chisler. I haven't heard from him for a while. Bob, I checked with management. R.E., your angry man voice. That was simply awesome. Looking forward to some nastiness tonight. Bob, is there any chance the Oilers bring Everly back? Asked the Chiseler. So yesterday, people were, was it Epstein's mother asked yesterday whether or not the Oilers should bring Taylor Hall back, and today it's bringing Jordan Everly back. Uh, the Chiseler goes on to say, uh, Chason will be moved, bank on it. And I don't give a crap what you think, Bob, but I hate the monkeys and the pet shop boys. And my response to that Chisler is sometimes you just got to give the pet shop boys opportunities. Chisler, little pet shop boys. All right, 12.36 in Edmonton, the Oilers and the New York Islanders. It's a Thursday, which means we have Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke back-to-back. Louis hit the ice. I can see him down there right now here at Rogers Place. We pre-taped the conversation. Let's get to it. Well, Louis, it's an alumni skate day, which means we're going to pre-tape you. So uh, who you, uh, of all the guys you like to accidentally bump into out on the ice, is there anybody in particular that you like, to, or a guy you like to walk when you get the opportunity on a one-on-one? It would have to be Jason Strudwick. You know, any time that he's on the ice, it's just that's all I think about is trying to make him look bad out there. It doesn't happen too often, though, unfortunately. But so the two yeah. nicest guys amongst <laughs> the ex-players that are in media I'm just, that I know. I'm just chirping him. We like to chirp each other, but uh, he's lank. He's got that long reach, and 
I wasn't known for one-on-one ability. So, but uh, well, you were with the fists. But here's the thing, and I, so was I he. I do like playing with Sean Bell, though. Him and I can log a lot of minutes back there as D partners and uh, Team Orange. That's we're usually Team Orange. Well, Sean could skate all day, as yeah. we recall. I mean, he never gets tired. Yeah. Never gets tired. All right. Uh, so let's uh, let's get to the here and now with the Edmonton Oilers. Just before we do uh, on on the hockey team, I just want to change focus briefly. We just had the Arizona Coyotes coming to town, and they made a pretty significant move. And we're going to transition this at some point to Yes Pulyarvi, who we've probably talked about too much this year, but Dylan Strom. They make that Dylan Strom trade where they give up Strom and Perlini, and you know Rick Tockett well. They got back Nick Schmaltz, who did have 14 points in 17 games. He was good in Arizona before he went out, but Strom is sitting at 36 points now in 37 games. He's really elevated his level of play since going to Chicago. Everybody talks about Patrick Kane getting Chicago back in the playoff race. That's true. The second line in Chicago, it's got Debrinket, Strom, and Dominic Cahoon, uh, who Leon Dreisaitl pushed Peter, uh, Peter Shirelli to look at. Uh, that line has helped make it happen as well. But just a thought on suddenly Strom looks like a, a legitimate or a big-time NHL player. Well, you know what? He, he's always been a legitimate prospect. He's always been a high-end prospect. He just didn't wasn't able to seem to find a lot of traction in Arizona, which... You know, when you look at that team, they have a lot of young players there that they were continually trying to mix into different situations, and there was not necessarily enough ice to go around um, for all the young prospect that, prospects they had. And he just—he really just didn't take off. But since he's gone to Chicago and teamed up with his Yuri teammate Alex DeBrinket, it's been outstanding. And I—it's—it's—it's it's, it's incredible to me to see how he's turned around his season. But it just goes to show you, as a young player, you really never know when that light's going to go on for them. And it's the age-old question, you know, when do you give up on a prospect? At what stage do you give up on someone when you really don't know what's going to happen down the road, especially with someone so young? Now, I, I liked the trade initially. Uh, Nick Schmaltz was a 50-plus, 50 52 points, I think he had the year before. Um, I think initially when he got there, he started to spark Clayton Keller, which was really important in that process. He was on line with Henestroza, and they were flying. But he got injured, he's out for the season, and that hurt the Arizona Coyotes. Dylan Strom, though, just has completely changed his game and uh, he's playing with passion and having fun. I mean, the body language itself to me with Dylan Strom is the most important thing. You watch him when he was with the Coyotes, it was a frustrated kid. He comes over and starts playing with Chicago and that line, the Cahoon, the Brinkett and uh, Strom line has allowed them to put Taves and Kane back together again. That's why they've resurged. All right, so obviously we're going to tie this to Yessa Pogliarvi. Dylan Strom was the third overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft. When I went into Erie, Louis, I remember telling you, talking about this with you, I went in to go see Dylan Strom play. I didn't think the Oilers were going to fluke off and win the lottery and get Connor McDavid. It's all confidence. Uh, it's hey, amazing. You know, like, well, and that's where yeah, I'm going. Like, it's like, we're looking at Pugliarvi, and he had eight goals in the first 21 games last season. And since then, over the course of basically, you know, 90-plus games, he's out now with injury. And, and we have talked so – he's got eight goals since. I mean – we have talked about this player so much. You know, where are we at with it right now? And we also don't know the severity of the injury. He could be out a couple weeks here. You know, where I'm at it right now is that I just I think it's been detrimental to the player for him to be here. I really do. I, I think he's spinning his wheels. And I think very similar to Dylan Strom in Arizona, if you want to use that as a comparable. And I'm not for one second going to say that he's going to have a... a a breakthrough sequence or situation like Strom did, because I, I just don't necessarily see that right now. I'm not saying it can happen. I just don't see it. But he should be down developing. He should have been down developing a lot sooner than when 
this started to be talked about as, as maybe a possibility. He should have been playing a lot of minutes down in Bakersfield. He should have been power play. He should have been 20 minutes a game, every situation, honing himself to be a strong player at the next stage. Confidence that we talked about earlier on is such a huge thing, and right now, Paul Yarvey doesn't have any of it. He has zero confidence in his game, and it shows. I, I, you know, you and I were talking before. When was the last time that you and I talked about, yes, a Paul Yarvey putting together a stretch of five, six, seven, eight games where we're saying to ourselves, this guy's flying. I don't recall a time ever saying that. So you have to start to see those progressions in young players to give them the next step and give them the ability to, to reach for a higher level. He hasn't gotten to that point yet, and he and he hasn't been there for a while. So for me, this isn't a knock on him. This is We're talking about a player right now that, in my opinion, hasn't done enough to warrant this much talk about him. He's a young 21-year-old player, and He's been mismanaged. I'm sorry. He should he should not have been here for as long as he's been here. Now, the wild card with him, and we'll never know 100% the truth, is he's got an agent, Marcus Leto. We don't know. Was the KHL a factor? Because, so, as you know, he's on a two-way deal in the NHL. Was there a guarantee that if he went and played for, uh, you know, uh, played over in the KHL for Joker that he could have gotten a million bucks a year, uh, you know, tax-free? We don't, we don't know those sort of things. You know what? We don't know those sort of things. But what I do know right now is that there's players that are down in Bakersfield that are working in their butts off every single night to try and get an opportunity yes. in the NHL. And that has to be how your team works. That has to be how your organization works, the identity of the organization. Just like we're seeing Josh Curry get a chance up here to play some games because of what he's done in the last three years in Bakersfield. He has grinded and worked himself into that position. Yes, there's another yes, reason. Yes, it hasn't done that. Yes, it hasn't done that. I'm sorry, that hasn't happened with him. So there's another listen, reason. There's again, another reason why it's Curry. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. Not Benson. Well, there you go. They want Benson to really hone his skills. Right. He's yes. leading the team in scoring right, right. down there. This there is this is this is the development of a young player. And from my own personal experience, I saw with my own son. He played the whole year down in Providence, and it was a grind. It was a taxing hard year, but it helped his development. It allowed and him to step in the next year and be productive. And he had bumps along the road that year and he's had bumps along the road this year. Young players, it takes years for them to develop into that consistent pro. Um, and again, I'll say, I'll say it again, I think that they've stunted the development of 98 with having him here for too long. That's just my opinion. All right, we're joined by Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stauffer with you in Oilers now. Louis, you also experienced this when you were a player. You had a fourth overall pick, a guy in Jason Bond Sr. that people had high expectations for, and he was a guy that never was able to get it, right? I mean, let's face it, this was a guy that people thought there were actually people that thought he was a poor man's Mario Lemieux. Big, rangy guy, <laughs> yeah, skilled, yeah. all those sort of things and it never came to fruition with him. Your expectation is a wonderful thing and you know unfortunately from a from the player's perspective they don't they can't they don't have any control over that and what people think of them or what they should be. Uh, they just want to try and be the best that they can possibly be. So I don't put that in the players hands. I put that in the people that are watching, managing and coaching and training these young players. Um, everybody develops at a different pace and who knows, again, we talk about confidence and it's, it's, it's such an amazing thing. We throw that word around a lot. I understand that, but it is the National Hockey League. Great players. I remember a couple of years ago, do you remember when Sidney Crosby didn't have a point in 20 right. games or something like that or a goal? Um, we're all, what's, what's happened to his game? Even Sidney Crosby, as great as he is, one of the best, if not the best player, he is the best player in the last 10, 12 years ever. Um, he, he lost his confidence. His game was gone for a little while. So 
It's just a matter of really having a pulse, a feel of the pulse on that and making sure that you're doing the correct things to enable young players to capitalize when their confidence is high and when their confidence isn't high, you have to manage it as well so they don't get to a place where they can't get back from. I want to go back to Bon Senior here because, you know, he got a little bit of look-see in 95-96. You were on the orders at that time. Then in 96-97, he was down on the farm for the entire year. Could you see him, like he did spend the entire year in the farm, and then they ended up moving him out to the Tampa Bay Lightning in 97. I I played with him again in Tampa Bay, and you know what, to be honest with you, I saw differences in his game. I saw a little more hunger. I saw a guy that wanted it more. Now, here's the thing, and this this happens a lot. This is really common. Young players come in. They're so full of energy. They're so excited to be there. They don't think as much, and they just go out there and play. And they're oblivious to the fact that there's pressure on them. They're oblivious to the fact that there's expectations on them. So they play really well. But then the next year comes around, and there's more expectations. And they start to hear that, the mumbling of that, and all of a sudden the whisper that, hey, this guy's having a bad year. It goes from one week to four weeks to two months, and your confidence is gone. Uh, And then you have to reestablish that. And the only way you can reestablish that is getting back to what you did when you started is being passionate about the game, making sure that you're controlling everything you can control, and working on your game. Simple as that. The best players in the game work on their game continually. I watch them in practices when I'm traveling around the road with you, and we go around and we see skates and we watch guys. The best players in the game are always working on their game, trying trying to improve. Pavel Datsu was it's a great... unbelievable. Like, and they're they're absolute students of the game, and they love it. And you know what? That's it's a great lesson to learn for young players out there. Work on your game all the time because one day that work is really going to pay off for you. All right, Louis DeBras joining us, Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers. Now let's get into uh, where we're at tonight. It's the New York Islanders in town. Talk about a reversal of fortune. Does this just cement Barry Trotz's legacy as to how good a coach he is? He, I mean, the Washington Capitals wins 50-plus games. Multiple, they were a good team, yeah. but some people thought they were in a down cycle. They went for it the one year. They got knocked off by Pittsburgh. Then last year he wins the Stanley Cup. He comes to uh, the Islanders organization. They're playing in two different buildings. They've gone from being the worst defensive team in the NHL to the best. This guy's a good coach, isn't he? He really is, and I, I to the fact that he never won a Jack Adams when in his years in Nashville is baffling to me. You know, early on in his career with some of the, the teams that they were putting together and and what he had to do systematically to make those teams successful. Yeah, they had terrific defensemen. They drafted well. But, you know, he was the mastermind. He made them play a certain way, and they were always a team that were hard to play against. And he's done the exact same thing moving over to the Washington Capitals and now with the New York Islanders. I think a lot of people were shocked to see him move away from Washington after winning the Stanley Cup after so long trying to achieve that as a head coach, and then he moves right afterwards to the New York Islanders. But credit him. He stepped into a situation that certainly wasn't going to be as comfortable as going back to the defending Stanley Cup champions, and he's turned this New York Islanders team, who I do believe last year took a huge step. I mean, obviously, Matthew Barzell came in and broke onto the scene with 85 points and won the the Rookie of the Year hands down. There was no question or denying who the Rookie of the Year was. It was Matt Barzell. He was fantastic last year, and he's carried that over this year. And you know what? But Barry Trotz has gone in there and implemented a system again. He's asked the players to play a certain way. Way, and it's worked. They're getting great goaltending. They're playing better in front of their goaltenders, and that's why they're one of the best teams in the league right now. All right, uh, Connor McDavid back in the lineup. Yep. How much of an impact will he have? <laughs> <laughs> as you start laughing as you say that, yeah. you know the, it's amazing because that game against Arizona in a game which I felt the the Oilers were flat in three quarters of that game. In my opinion, they just 
really did not compete to the level they needed to compete at. The last 10 minutes of the game was their best stretch of the game, and they dominated because they went to work, and they started to win battles, and they grinded it out. But in a game like that, like we saw in Phoenix earlier in the year, it was a very similar game where it was back and forth. It was a grindy type of game, but it was Connor McDavid in the third period that broke through uh, with that line, and they ended up winning the game 3-1, I believe. That's the type of difference you can have. In a game like that, two nights ago on Tuesday night, he, he becomes the difference maker. And he has been that so many nights for the Edmonton Oilers. He's, he, you can't take another guy out of a lineup in the league, I don't think, that would probably have the impact of a Connor McDavid does to Edmonton, in my opinion. Final question for you. As we're sitting here pre-taping this so you can do the alumni skate, they've got uh, the prices right on right now. So I want to know, <laughs> when you were uh, back in the day when you were playing, when you uh, went home after a morning skate on a game day, were you a, uh, or after practice, uh, did you watch uh, game shows or did you watch soap operas? You know what? I watched movies. I was a big movie guy. I used to have a collection. I still have boxes of VHS. And now, DVDs. should we be talking about those sort of? <laughs> I have tons of movies. You know what? And I like to watch movies over and over again. Okay. You know what? And uh, that, so, top three movies. And I'll tell you what in, it was in the Nebraska household. You know what? And it, here's what it is. I think the on game days, especially, I like to watch a movie that I'd seen before because I wanted to turn the the mind off. I wanted to just kind of relax from my pregame nap and watch a movie, 15, 20 minutes of it that I knew it was coming up, whether it was. Caddyshack, Slapshot, whether it was, you know, for me, um, I like all types of movies, comedies, dramas, horror movies, you name it, I'll watch anything, but it, for me, it was about turning that off, and um, yeah, you know what, I, I have a bunch of favorites, Forrest Gump, believe it or not, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, I, I think it's just a, a classic movie, it'll stand the test of time, it touches on so many different aspects of our history, and I just think, uh, you know, Tom Hanks was fantastic in that, it was just a, a real good story, and that's, that's one that I'll throw in there on occasion and watch again. They say that Louis DeBrus' appearances are like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what, what you're, you're going to get. get. Yeah. Thanks, Louis. <laughs> All right, take care. That is Louis DeBrus. This is Oilers Now. It's 12.51 in Edmonton. We'll come back with some of your texts. Brian Burke coming up at 105, courtesy of our friends. Oh, yes, indeed. Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication solar. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1253 in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers in the New York Islanders tonight at Rogers Place. Connor McDavid back in the lineup. Miko Koskinen against Robin Lehner, the goaltending matchup. Do want to tell you. 
This fall, you can join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Alberti. He puts on these Oilers now, roadies. We got one coming up to Nashville on, uh, I guess I'll be seeing everybody down there Sunday. Oilers tonight against the Islanders, Saturday against Anaheim. The team will fly Sunday to Smashville. But this fall, you can go on a spectacular 16-day trip to Italy and Greece. It starts with a nine-day tour to Italy, visiting the beautiful cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice with daily guided tours. Then board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner in gorgeous Santorini, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Book now. Save $250 per person. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. All right, let's go to our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Out of St. John's, Newfoundland, Dirty Mike and the boys. Bob, I'm starting to think hiring Ken Hitchcock was a mistake. Do you think there's any scenario where he is back behind the bench next year? This organization says Dirty Mike and the boys should be all over Chris Knobloch, just like they should have been all over Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Strom. Thoughts? Uh, Hitch was brought in for a purpose. It was an interim deal. So we'll see how it plays itself out. Regarding will he be back behind the bench next year, he was brought in as an interim coach, and the man that made the decision to uh, fire Todd McClellan and bring in Ken Hitchcock is no longer here as general manager, and that is Peter Shirelli. Should the organization be all over Chris Knobloch? Uh, I guess it depends on the general manager. Uh, you know, if it ends up being Kelly McCrimmon, Kelly's worked a lot with Rocky Thompson, who has assistant coach experience in the NHL, head coaching experience winning a Memorial Cup in Windsor, and coaches Vegas' farm team in Chicago. Uh, Kelly would also know Chris Knobloch from Chris's days in Erie and in uh, Kootenai. If it's Mark Hunter as general manager, you know, could Knobloch make sense there? Sure. I, I think, you know, it could be a premature to guess who it would be, but I do think that the next coach will be a younger coach. Should the Oilers have been all over Alex Dabrinkit? Wasn't the philosophy of the general manager of that time uh, in the 2016 draft. Uh, Keith Gretzky came aboard in August of 2016. So Keith's last first-round pick in Boston was Charlie McAvoy. Um... Brinkett's a good player. As for Dylan Strom, I, we, we talked about Dylan Strom lots. And I think the feeling with many is that there was, you know, Ryan Strom, Dylan, what were you going to get? Anyhow, you can text us at 630-630. Adam from Lloyd says, Bob, how does every other player that's high-stick the guy in the head get a hearing from player safety, yet when Anders Lee high-sticks Nurse's face, it doesn't even warrant a statement from them. Lee hit Nurse harder than Melkin and Gudis hit their guys that they hit. Uh, you know what? I-, I was stunned that that ended up being coincidental minors before the fight. And then with the fight, I, I can understand why Nurse was cheesed off. And frankly, if I was Darnell Nurse and I had an opportunity to finish a check on Anders Lee tonight, I'd probably do that. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This text comes in from Jay. And Jay says, Bob, the mistake wasn't hiring Ken Hitchcock. The mistake was firing Todd McClellan in the first place. He didn't deserve it. And we know it was all a uh, last-ditch attempt by Peter Sorelli to save his job. If anything, Keith Gretzky should be visiting Todd this summer and profusely apologizing, kissing his butt and begging him to come back. That comes to us from Jay. Uh, Well, we're not sure who the general manager is going to be. 
Let's just establish that right now. I would say it's unlikely. Todd McClellan, let's put it this way, and I'm going to leave you with this. It's my belief of the two guys that started the year as general manager and head coach, one will be working back in the NHL in the same role he was at, and another is unlikely ever to be in that role again. I think you can figure out what I'm talking about. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us Oilers Now at 630chat.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update. When we come back, one of our favorites, Brian Burke on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.